Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Saturday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. I am Jody McDonald, and I am live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs all online in real time? Rocket can do that for you. Uh, our next guest is a guy I've known for too many years. Uh, he has been covering the Giants for a long period of time. These days, he's covering them for a myriad of outlets, including WFAN, MSG, and Giants.com. Mr. Paul Dettino hops aboard to talk about the Big Blue. How you been, Paulie? Very good to talk to you again, Jody. Hope all is well. And I think by that introduction, both of us can be classified as old. Old, uh, yes, uh, done it a couple of years or a couple of decades, depending on how you want to look at it. Older but wiser, and I appreciate your sharing some of your wise insights to the Giants with us tonight. Uh, Big Blue is kind of taking a leap of faith here with their new head coach, a guy who has not been a head coach anywhere, hasn't even been a coordinator yet. Uh, what does Joe Judge do differently than the myriad of coaches they've had over the Giants over the last couple of years. Certainly, Coughlin was a uh, guy who delivered championships, but Shermer and McAdoo were more overnight guests than anything else. Why is Mr. Judge going to be different? Well, Judge really seems to be a throwback to what a younger Tom Coughlin would be. He stresses discipline. He stresses energy. He stresses teaching. And it's really evident throughout his coaching staff because, Jody, he's got 24 guys who work under him on his staff. And that in itself, as you know, in the NFL, that's the way it is nowadays. Way back when, when we were younger, you know, coaching staffs were like eight or nine deep. No, Judge has 24 guys on his staff. 11 of the 24 have either come from the Bill Belichick or Nick Saban coaching trees, which means you're talking about an awful lot of jewelry. You could probably fill up a Tiffany's case with the amount of national championships and Super Bowls that these guys have participated in. So it's not just about Joe Judge. It's about the quality of his staff. And if I may say so, the plethora of people I've talked to throughout the NFL and throughout the NCAA ranks have all said to me they are mega impressed with the staff that Judge has put together. And I can honestly tell you, McAdoo and Shermer did not have a staff that could even be in the shadow of these guys. The most recognizable name on that staff is his offensive coordinator, former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Garrett, who was a darn good offense coordinator before he became the Cowboys head coach. Easy transition back into the OC role for Garrett? 
You would think so, because what does is, what is Garrett like to do? Well, we saw the characteristics of the Cowboys' offense for the better part of a decade when he was there. We know they want to have a bell cow running back. Well, check that box off with Barkley. <laughs> you know you want to have a quality quarterback. I think we can check that off with Daniel Jones. We know that they also want to heavily feature a tight end in the passing game. Well, if Evan Ingram's healthy, check that box off too. What's the other component? Well, the other component is a tough, physical, very difficult-to-handle offensive line, which will be helped by two and three tight end sets. Well, the Giants have loaded up. they got four tight ends on their roster. Three of them are good blockers. Ingram may be average, but the other three are all power players who will block like heck for the run. And Marco Colombo was brought in, the offensive line coach from the Cowboys last year, was brought in to teach the Cowboys' O-line mentality to the Giants. So uh, if you look at it, it seems as though Garrett's going to be able to transfer a lot of what he does best to the Meadowlands. Let's talk a little bit about that offensive line. They've got tight ends that can block, which surely can help with the running game. But they're also counting on a couple of draft picks to step in. Certainly Andrew Thomas, uh, the first offensive lineman taken off the board in this past draft. Maybe a slight surprise at that, but we'll see how it plays out. He's stepping into the tough spot of left tackle as a rookie, which is never easy. Tell us what Andrew Thomas has done in the practices and the workouts they've had, other than his draft spot, to merit being the guy who's going to keep an eye on Mr. Jones' back. Well, here's what they love about him. His size, his strength, and his arm length. As you know, Thomas and, and uh, Matt Pert, the other guy from UConn who they drafted the other tackle in the third round, those two guys had the longest wingspans and arm lengths of any of the tackles in this past draft. That is always a significant factor for a pass protector on the edge. Now, the other thing to go with that is a tremendous amount of power. Thomas is already a man-child in terms of his strength. And what the Giants really love about him right out of the blocks is that even if it looks like he could be beaten on a play because of his size, his arm length, and his power, he can get the job done. In other words, it may not be pretty all the time, but because of his physical presence and his ability to overcome mistakes with his strength, it gives him a sporting chance to actually be successful out of the blocks where many other left tackles may suffer significant rookie growing pains. Paul Dettino, Giants reporter for WFAN MSG, Giants.com, our guest here on uh, CBS Sports Radio. All right, you said you checked the box for Daniel Jones as a good young quarterback. I'll give, you, give it to you that I checked it in pencil, but I have my eraser handy. I haven't checked it in pen just yet. But he is the unquestioned quarterback of the New York Giants now and going forward. Not necessarily the case when last year started. How much of an advantage is that, but also how much pressure is that on Daniel Jones that it is now his team? Well, you know, Jody, if this offensive line is going to perform like they hope and those tight ends are going to help out in the run game like they hope, and Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, I'd be shocked if he's not touching the ball nearly 30 times a game in the pass game and the run game combined. Well, that's going to take a ton of pressure off of Daniel Jones. Remember, rookie quarterbacks, when they have trouble, especially turnover-wise in the NFL, it's usually because their touchdown-to-interception ratio is not very good. 
But Jones's was two to one right out of the box, which, as you know, is a quality ratio. Well, his problem more than anything last year was holding on to the ball when he got hit. He had too many fumbles. So the key for Jones is fixing the fumble problems, which, again, with NFL quarterbacks, that's a heck of a lot easier to fix than it is throwing interceptions because that's a characteristic that most of them have trouble with. All right, if Jones can hang on to the football and make plays downfield, um, Slayton had a damn good, almost a surprise year. Uh, it's day three draft pick who put up the numbers that he did. You've still got Golden Tate as a veteran wide receiver. It looks like a solid wide receiver core, but not a green game-breaking wide receiver core. If someone is going to turn into a game-breaker, who's it going to be on the outside? I don't necessarily know that they have a game-breaker on the outside. I mean, Darius Slayton last year was really their best deep threat, and I think he averaged something like 14 yards a catch. But the thing about Slayton is, and what he's got to do to take his game to the next level, if he's going to be even close to sniffing the category that you just alluded to, he's going to have to do better on making big plays in third and long situations because that's what elite receivers do in the NFL. You know, if it's first and 10 or if it's second and nine and the guy catches a 17-yard pass, well, that's nice. That's a big play. It helps his average. But also look at the situation that he was in when he caught it. If you can catch a 17-yard pass on third and 10, on third and 13, and move the sticks, Slayton last year only converted three first downs on third and long pass completions. That's where he's got to enhance his game if he is truly going to be a number one receiver in this league. That's a good stat given to us by Paul Dettino. All right, let's flip it over to the defensive side. In season last year, Dave Gettleman traded for Leonard Williams. You don't see many Jet Giant deals, but that one did come down. And they committed to him by throwing him in and playing him right away. And they committed to him again during the offseason by giving a pretty large contract. He was a disappointment as a Jet. He was better in blue, but he wasn't dominant. He has not lifted up to either his draft status or his paycheck. Tell me what's going to happen this year. Well, because during this offseason, he went and studied with a personal tutor, a guy by the name of Richard Seymour. And I know you know what he did in this league. And that should be a significant help to him. Seymour was a guy who played defensive end and also some defensive tackle, the kind of position that Williams is going to play for the Giants. Uh, obviously under Belichick as well. Another thread there, as we all know, the Giants have you know that Belichick thread all throughout their staff. And so Seymour really took Williams under his wing this offseason and tutored him to try to get the best out of him. Remember, in his second season with the Jets, he had seven sacks and went to the Pro Bowl. He was, for that one season, on the edge of being a dominant player. The Giants believe that after going to Seymour and also bringing in Sean Spencer, the former defensive line coach who parentally had NCAA national leaders along the defensive line when he was with the Nittany Lions, they think that combination is going to bring out the best in Williams. All right, PD, the most inconsistent giant over the last several years, by far, at least in my book, was Janoris Jenkins. When he was at his best, he was as good as any cornerback in his in the league. And when he was at his worst, teams would just, quarterbacks would look over at him and smile and say, Agreed. Oh, yeah, we're coming after you and get ready for it, buddy. And he got burnt a lot. So the Janoris Jackrabbit era is over. 
are Bradway and Ballantyne as a duo up to replacing both the good, the bad? Are they going to be enough on the outside for the Giants in coverage? Well, it's been a tough camp. I'll be frank with you. It's been a tough camp for both uh, Bradbury and Ballantyne. I, I think the Giants coaching staff would feel a lot more comfortable if both of those guys had performed at a high level on a consistent basis. But they struggled through the month of August. Now, Ballantyne, still, as you know, a former Division II player, uh, I think last year when they moved him into the slot, I think they really hurt his development. Now, that wasn't this coaching staff. It was the Pat Shermer coaching staff that did it. And I think they've had to kind of rebuild this kid's confidence as he tries to mature and prove that he can be an NFL corner. He's got the skill set, Jody. I mean, his talent is there. It's all a matter of the recognition, the ability to process quickly, the ability to forget about a bad play, the maturity, all that stuff that comes with being a great player. There's a lot of intangibles here that they have to build up with Ballantyne after he suffered just some really nasty games when he was moved into the slot. Now he's back on the outside. Bradbury, real quick. Look what he did with the Panthers. He was always covering the number one receiver in a very difficult division, covered some of the best in the game, and proved that he's an upper echelon cover corner. Well, I hope he is a better player like he was during those games last year when he gets on the field for the Giants this year because at the moment it did not look like he was a great practice player. But you and I both know that that does happen in this league. Some guys don't practice well, but they show up on Sunday. Sunday, the most important day of the week, for sure. Paul DeTino, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, last thing on the defense. Again, uh, host's opinion. I think the biggest addition the Giants made this offseason was the tackling machine that is Blake Martinez coming over from the Green Bay tackle, uh, Packers. Uh, talk to people from Green Bay. It, it seems everyone is expected to cover in the NFL now these days, including defensive linemen, but certainly <laughs> linebackers and uh, even middle linebackers. He's not great in coverage, but he does everything else. As I said, he's a tackling machine. Does he fit the giant defensive system? Can they accentuate his strengths and try and hide his deficiencies? Well, I think what you're going to see, Jody, is a chameleon-like scheme out of Patrick Graham, and, and I like to call it the Belichickian influence. I've copyrighted that, that, that title or that, that, no, that name or that term because that's what, that's what I see. What Patrick Graham and Joe Judge are going to want to do is out-scheme people. You'll see times when the Giants are running maybe with one down lineman, sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes four, sometimes even five. They're going to give you different fronts all the time. And I think the ability of keeping offenses guessing is going to be part of the ways that they stay out of bad matchups. And bad matchups would include maybe a really, really quick running back or a quick tight end who might be going up against Martinez. That's the best way for the Giants to do it. But you talk about a guy who in each of the last three years was either first or second in the NFL in total tackles with a minimum of 144 stops in each of those three seasons. So, yes, he's active. Yes, he is smart. And, by the way, Patrick Graham, the D.C., was his linebackers coach in Green Bay just a couple of years ago. So he understands exactly what Martinez brings to the table and what they may have to scheme around. All right, Paulie, last thing. Let's go full circle. I asked you about uh, Joe Judge first, so I'll go back there again. You mentioned that uh, he's Tom Coughlin light, Tom Coughlin young, and he does emphasize responsibility and 
He is a, a bit of a taskmaster. Some of it got some pretty good coverage and reaction from the first couple of days of giant workouts uh, when he was using certain things that other coaches in the National Football League wouldn't dream of as far as disciplining his players during practice. How's it played since? Is he getting any pushback? Are guys buying into it? It's kind of tough for a guy, first day on the job or first week on the job, having never been a head coach before, never been a coordinator before, to try and rule with an iron glove. Is it working for him right now? Will it work all year? Well, they're zero and zero, Jody. If you ask me about that after the first two months, and if they've got a losing record, maybe it won't. But right now, everybody seems to have bought in. Remember something. The Giants, half of their roster, and I'm not joking, it's literally half of their roster are newcomers who were not here last year. And at least half of those newcomers are less than two years in the league, either rookies or first-year players or practice squad guys from last year. So you're talking about one of the youngest teams in the NFL. And when they look at Joe Judge and they see that he's got five championship rings from either Alabama and or the New England Patriots, there's an instant credibility and respect. He's also only 38 years old, which does give him the ability to bridge some of the generation gap that an older coach like Coughlin would have faced when he was coaching in his 60s. And then, as I was said to you earlier, look at his staff. 11 guys on his staff who have championship rings. Man, that's a lot of gold to be shining in front of people's eyes. You want some of this gold? You've got to listen up. I think that's a real good motivator. And as you say, uh, this is a question I'm asking you now before it ever gets underway. It'll be a question much easier to answer come two months from now. I agree with you. I will try and get you on before that. I'll be listening to you plenty now and in between. Always a pleasure, Paul. Appreciate you coming aboard. Great to speak with you again, Jody. Stay well. My pleasure. Paul Dettino, uh, Cubs of Giants for WFAN in New York, uh, MSG, uh, thegiants.com. If somebody's talking about the Giants via the media, chances are Paul Dettino is right nearby and or chipping in himself. Jody Mack hanging with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Timeout time. We'll get back. We'll get the phones reopened. Making picks on the season, looking forward to week number one. I didn't even ask Paul about the matchups with the Steelers on Monday night because we were going long, but we got plenty of time to talk it up between you and I. 855-212-4227. MacMan here with you on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.